Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Mini Camp Mandatory Week. I'm joined as always by Mr. West Coast Elite himself, Mr. <laughs> Bo Brock, as we are super excited, Bo, about what we've got on tap for today's show. But first of all, how are you, sir? Doing great. Good weekend. Got uh, soaked up some sun, had myself a couple Four Peaks beverages. And look, here we are ready to kick off the last installment of Arizona Cardinals practices before they kick off the, the real thing, training camp at the end of July. Can't wait for that. And we can't wait to kick off today's show. Everybody's been waiting for this. We're excited to bring him on for the first time today, right now. We're joined by former Cardinal team reporter, now sports and gambling editor at Compare.Bet, where he churns out terrific content, not only in the Cardinals, but all sports. want to welcome Kyle Odegaard to the program today. Kyle, what's up, my brother? How are you? Thanks for jumping on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Sorry, it's been a while. I had twin girls, so trying to make the time, but uh, squeeze you guys in this time. <laughs> <laughs> We appreciate it, man. I know exactly what you're. Well, I don't. I, I only got half of that equation. I've got a, about a year old son in a couple of days, so it just completely flips your your life upside down. We appreciate you, you know, working us in at this time of year, especially after you did your quarterback tiers and rankings and nice little uh, Christmas gift to Cardinals fans. Finally, putting some respect nationally on a guy like Kyler Murray. Yeah, I felt like you know, there's been a lot of. Uh, talk about does he deserve this contract you know is he a leader blah 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 you guys know me like I'm a big analytics guy I like looking at the numbers and if you look at the numbers Kyler Murray is as good as most quarterbacks in the NFL obviously I put him number six I feel like he's an elite quarterback whether people want to believe it or not like there's people point to weaknesses and I get it but you look at those numbers and, and he's up there with not the top tier but clearly in that second tier so we are hopefully just a few weeks away, maybe a month, give or take, of this extension, I would assume, culminating finally. We've been talking about it since February. You know, the front office kind of was blindsided but by that initial contract offer by Kyler Murray and his agent, Eric Burkhart. Kyle, do you have any idea of what this contract is and should look like? We've heard initially $40 million, now 
anywhere between 43 to 45 million per year. If you had to give your best guess, what number and years do you think the Cardinals and Kyler Murray end up with? Yeah, see, I think um, originally when they talked about it, I'm sure they would have accepted in the 42 to 43 range. But now, like, you look at what Deshaun Watson got, despite all these sexual misconduct cases, and, you know, Derek Carr is around 40. I think he's a better quarterback than Derek Carr. So maybe 43 to 45, it's, it's hard to know exactly what each side thinks. And we'll see when the Cardinals do make an offer. But um you know, if, if you're Kyler Murray's camp, you can say, hey, Deshaun Watson got $46 million all guaranteed, and he's got this big off-field issue, so why shouldn't I get that same number too? Yeah, it's interesting. Let's let's continue in this, uh, the, the Kyler Murray saga before we get back to your rankings because they are, I think he did a great job, as, as you mentioned, the advanced metrics, the analytics that went into each and every quarterback that you ranked, uh, but as far as your opinion, because people always ask me this, I actually feel a couple of questions this weekend, just talking to some friends about, you know, what, what was the reason for this? Why, why did the, why did Kyler and his representation push for this? And my answer has been Kyle. And I don't know if yours change is, is different that there maybe was discussion not to extend Kyler this off season. And they just wanted to get that conversation started. Yeah. I'm not sure if, if the Cardinals either had those private conversations or not about whether to extend them. But I feel like, yeah, it was certainly a topic with Kyler and, and his agent and his family that, Hey, I've showed for three years that I have star capabilities. And now that I'm up for an extension, I'd like to get that guaranteed money because we know in the NFL, I mean, one bad ACL or torn Achilles or something can sideline a career real fast. And I think, any player after three years, you look at Devo Samuel and, and AJ Brown, all these guys, they want to get that big signing bonus because once you get that $40 million or in Kyler's case, it might be 90 or a hundred in the bank. Okay. Now I've got, you know, generation changing money. I feel good. Obviously they all have money, but like if you're looking to help your kids and your kids, kids, and like your entire generational down the road that I think it's important for that. So I think all those guys want to get that big signing bonus and then we'll see how it goes later in their career. But I, I understand like rookie contracts after three years, you're eligible for an extension. And I can see why those guys all want to play hardball and all want that money. Kyle, you've been pretty vocal about the Cardinals inactivity this off season. There's been no extension signed that would hamper this team. They've got contract space. Even when they do extend Kyler Murray, that money's going to be pushed to future years. Why do you think the Cardinals and Steve Kime have been so inactive this offseason in a year in which a lot of people feel like it's it's a make-or-break season, even with Cliff and Kime on your contract in the next five years? Yeah, I'm surprised by the inactivity, and you're right. To me, it felt like it was make-or-break and then both those guys got extended. So obviously yeah. Michael Bidwell feels differently about where they're at. Like I, I felt like the trajectory is going well, but you had a little bit of a cheat code because you had Kyler Murray so cheap. So I feel like the eight wins, the 11 wins, they're nice. But I think like legitimately Super Bowl should be the aspiration when you have a star quarterback on a rookie deal. So I didn't see it as they completely overachieved quite yet. I thought they had a nice run, but – I always felt like year four, you know, if you if you win nine games, that's a pretty big red flag because Kyler Murray is just going to get expensive. If you win 12 or 13, then obviously you extend those guys. You love the way you're going, but you did it a year early. And then, yeah, like you said, Johnny, like there's no activity in the offseason. 
it certainly seems like they're taking the long view of this when I personally feel like they should have gone for it because Kyler Murray's cap hit is like $11 million this year. Right. And it's about to go to what 30. And then after mm-hmm. that, who knows 40. So it's, it's not getting much cheaper. So I, yeah, I'm surprised. And some of it might be, you know, owner related. If, if Michael Bidwell says you have X amount of dollars to spend in free agency, as far as the cash I want to give out in some, in some respects, Steve Kimes hands might've been tied. Yeah, that's, that's interesting to kind of hear that, you know, and it, it makes sense. We talked to Ian Rappaport a couple, like a month ago, and he thought, you know, because they were so active last off season that that was their big spend period. And then this season, it was kind of run it back, retain talent. Uh, what do you think about what Steve Kime has done since he's been sort of kind of, kind of uh, cap frugal, I, I guess we'll call it, <laughs> uh, as far as what he's done, as far as addressing the outgoings at Christian Kirk, outgoing Chandler Jones, and and trying to get this this roster back in a place to make return to the playoffs for a second consecutive season. Yeah, I mean, I I don't love what they did this offseason. I feel like on paper this team is worse than it was last year. And if you feel like what they did early on, starting 10-2, and if you think that's the team, I mean, with the Hollywood Brown trade, now you can maybe argue that you're close to what you were last year, better offensively, obviously worse defensively. But you can maybe make the argument. I just I'm just not sure that 10 and 2 is is that real team. Like I think it's not the team that finished so bad. It's not the team that started so great. It's somewhere in between. So if you're a, a wild card team that's running it back, I don't think that's the best idea. I would have pushed harder, been more aggressive, like we saw the Chargers, the Bills, uh, some of these teams really trying to go for it when their quarterback's cheap. Yeah, it definitely feels Kyle like it's the weighted out approach. They're Vegas. Over under for win total hovers around eight, eight and a half. That feels about right. Uh, a playoff team in the NFC with now seven seeds. You figure nine and eight probably gets you in. And, and they probably look at that. Um, you mentioned the Hollywood Brown acquisition. Bo and I are probably in the minority when it happened that we both really liked the move, especially as that first round kind of fell out. A lot of talent stripped by pick 23. Just your initial assessment of that trade and, and how you feel like he's going to translate to Kingsbury's offense. Yeah, I, I agree. I liked it a lot. And looking at kind of this window, these next two years where Kyler Murray isn't at market value yet, I always, like we've talked about, I felt like, hey, these two years are important to go for it. Hollywood Brown would be a part of that where he's cheap too. You get a guy who's a clear number two receiver, the guy who's that deep threat that you haven't totally had. They certainly looked for it with Andy Isabella. I think Christian Kirk showed it, but he's not like the 4-3 speed. He's 4-4-5, so he doesn't terrify you going deep. Um, So I really like Hollywood Brown, and I wish they would have built on it more defensively, kept Chandler Jones or or signed some guys, and then I would have felt better about the overall roster. But I think – you know, I, I like the decision and obviously not having D-Hop for six games hurts, but having those two together, having Rondale in the slot, I think you have a lot of potential there. Yeah, certainly. Uh, it's really going to be an interesting squad to follow the first six weeks of the season. And if they can kind of keep their head above water, you know, I think the sky is the limit as far as getting D-Hop back in there. You get that red zone threat back. You just get it. You get wide receiver one back in the lineup and you were able to kind of acclimate everybody else while he was on the shelf. I want to get into these tiers as far as your quarterback rankings. Compare.bet is where you can find them. Kyle Odegaard's latest. And Kyler Murray at six, and we talked about it a little bit. But where do you see Kyler Murray kind of 
being able to separate himself from the tier what tier three and put himself into that tier two, which you call the lead us to the promised land caliber quarterbacks. Yeah, I think all those guys in that tier, they can be the engine behind winning a Super Bowl. I think Kyler is is in that group. And Matthew Stafford, I put in a tier below, which some people disagreed with, which, you know, it's fine. And I can understand why people think Matthew Stafford's ahead of him. But I looked at the full career of Matthew Stafford, and he certainly played great last season. I'm just I, I pump the brakes a little bit uh, looking at just the season before because that shapes so many of our narratives. And you could say, okay, but maybe that's Matthew Stafford's outlier season, which means he might come back to earth a little bit, whereas Kyler Murray might be ascending. And that's kind of where I came up with Kyler Murray above Matthew Stafford. But I do think that, like, Matthew Stafford, Dak Prescott, great quarterbacks, no doubt. Um, but I think you look at the Rams as a good example Cooper Cup and OBJ helped him out a lot. The offensive line was awesome last year. You obviously had Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and Von Miller on defense. So, like, it's not quite the Aaron Rodgers where even if my team is okay, I can elevate this group to, like, 13 wins. I don't think Matthew Stafford's there. Um, so that's why I kind of had Kyler in between those. He's not elite with Rodgers and Brady and Mahomes, but I do think he's a little bit higher than the Matthew Staffords and the Dak Prescotts. But – it's very close. I, I think he's kind of more like he's the he's the Jimmy G that can make that throw in the Super Bowl to put the game away. You know, yeah. Or Jimmy G uh, airmails Emmanuel Sanders, where I think Stafford's the, is capable of making that throw. Yeah, and that's and that's a good point. Like I think maybe not totally lead the team, but clearly yeah. a huge huge Flint, point yeah. of emphasis on on any team. And and yeah, those all those quarterbacks in the top twelve, obviously, like we saw this year, you can definitely win a Super Bowl with them. Kyle, kind of pivoting off of that, I've made an argument this offseason. It's kind of the in vogue thing right now, given all the drama and how the season finished. It's The in vogue thing is to dislike Kyler Murray and to downgrade his play as a result, right? Like the last two seasons we've entered, his year two and year three, it's been like an MVP darling in the preseason. He's had top five MVP rankings. And then last year, I would argue he was the MVP through eight or nine weeks of the season before the wheels fell off, his injury happened. Do you feel like he's being devalued this year? Like... I almost think they're in an advantageous position because especially I would argue after he gets this contract extension, I, you know, locally people in the Valley will be excited, but I think the narrative nationally will, will be, he didn't deserve this. This is too much money. What are the Cardinals doing? Do you think we could have um, a, a different kind of result this season in terms of what kind of player we get from Kyler Murray because he has, is undervalued? Yeah. I mean, I think from a pure talent standpoint, how many players can, run the ball like he does, get away from guys like he does, and throw with accuracy. I mean, he was, according to PFF, the number one deep ball passer in the NFL. And you look at, like, a Lamar Jackson, dynamic rushing threat, can't make those passes. And obviously a lot of pocket quarterbacks can make those throws, can't move. So from, like, a, a physical combination, I think Kyler Murray could put it all together and win an MVP if he has a really good season. So I do think, like, it's kind of interesting that he is a little bit – devalued because of the way the season ended everybody yeah. remembers that not thinking about like you said the first you know eight nine ten weeks he was awesome I mean he was the MVP front runner he showed he could do it for about half a season and now the question is can he sustain it but you look at the physical tools and there's no doubt in my mind that he can do that all season I, I think you know I think he needs help from Cliff Kingsbury 
maybe not have key injuries like to D hop. I mean, if you've got your full complement of players around him, a good scheme, I'd be very confident in Kyler Murray. As far as offensively, where do you think that they're going to, where do you see the weak spot of this offense? Uh, I mean, they add Trey McBride, the, the tight end room seems like it's the strongest it's ever been. Kyle, you've got a, a, a good amount of wide receivers, you know, from one to four, I think Antoine Wesley is better than people give, give him credit for. And then you've got this offensive line, which is kind of middle of the road. And then that running back room, where do you see maybe their weakness on that side of the football? Yeah, I don't love the running back room, but I don't think it's the biggest deal. Being an analytics guy, I don't care about running backs that much. <laughs> uh, I do think it's the offensive line. I, I wonder about stopping interior pressure. Like mm-hmm. the big issue was last year, Aaron Donald in the last two games was just a monster. And he is always, but other teams also got interior pressure. And now you've got, you know, Justin Pugh getting older and Will Hernandez might win that job, but you don't have a lot of belief in him, I'm guessing. Rodney Hudson, really good player, getting older, though. So Kelvin Beecham's older. I think that group needs to hold up because I agree. I like the skill positions. I think the wide receiver group is good. The tight ends are solid. Obviously, the quarterback's good. So I think it's all going to come down to how well they protect this year because at the end of the season, there were some pretty big issues. Even DJ Humphreys, usually a very solid left tackle, struggled down the stretch. And when you're not given any quarterback protection, it's going to be an issue. To me, the obvious unit in terms of a regression is the defensive side of the football. You talked about losing Chandler Jones to free agency, not replacing him to this point. You like the rookies that you brought in, but you can't expect them to make a huge contribution. You're one, especially as two third round edge rushers. But Kyle, to me, the most concerning thing is something we heard last week that I wrote about at GoPHNX.com. Zayvon Collins basically had a press conference and said he didn't know if he was calling the defense, which in my opinion means you're not calling the defense as the quote unquote heir apparent to Jordan Hicks. Like what do you make of his development and what they should do with him? Because you've got Isaiah Simmons, who's kind of a Swiss army knife. He's not a three down inside linebacker. He's playing a little bit in the secondary. And then now it's like, what's Zayvon Collins supposed to be in year two? And that's probably not the greatest premise that you have two former first round picks who you're questioning, are they at the right positions already? (laughs) So I think like, Yeah, I mean, I think it's a huge year for both. I think they're going to play them both at inside backer for one more season. I I don't really see a big position switch for Zavin unless he can play edge, but I think that's a pretty big wild card. I think Isaiah could go and play safety. I think he's rangy enough and athletic enough. Not ideal because he's so big, but Mm -hmm. maybe he's Cam Chancellor back there or something, but... Yeah, obviously they're going to give him a shot, and that's going to be a huge uh, development however they play this season. Neither of them have have been stars yet, and Zayvon hasn't even played really. So they need both of those guys to step up and seeing how many holes they have on defense this year compared to last, it's it's paramount to me. Like if they don't step up, this defense will be average or worse for sure. Now you're diving inside the numbers, the spreads, the odds, the Arizona Cardinals. What what bet do you like the best going into the 2022 season? Is it you know division wise? Is it is it uh, you know just player futures? What are you looking at that you're kind of like okay? There, that's I've got dollar signs in my eyes because of it. <laughs> yeah, there's not a bunch of player props out yet, which will I think is is a good market. Like when you know a team pretty well. I remember last year AJ Green's receiving yardage was really low, and I wrote an article about it. Like this is too low, and it was, but. I think right now the Cardinals to win the division is kind of interesting because they're at around plus 400, Mm -hmm. um, depending on the book. I think that's a DraftKings. But 
I mean, we've talked about yeah, we've talked about the deficiencies um, with this team, but knowing you've got Kyler Murray at quarterback, I just feel like any team with a star quarterback making a low amount of money where you can put some players around him, I think that team has a chance to pop. And we've seen it with the Bengals last year. We've seen it with the Chiefs and the Bills. Chargers, I think, are going to be that team this year, but the Cardinals could be too. And you look at the 49ers, Trey Lance, big wild card. You look at the Rams, everything went perfectly last season, but they're pretty top heavy. So if you lose two of those guys, things change. Uh, so I think, you know, at those odds, I like it for the Cardinals. I'm not saying they're going to win the division, but I think a four to one chance, if you simulated the season four times, yeah. could they win one of those? I think so. It's great value. Yeah, for sure. Do you have a particular player, Kyle, that you like on this team to break out this season? Not necessarily a year two player, but somebody who may be undervalued by, I don't know, the mainstream national media, like a Jalen Thompson was maybe a year or two ago that, that catches your eye? Yeah, and JT is still undervalued. Man. I know. He's so press, and he's awesome. Um, yeah, Jalen Thompson's a good one. I'm, I'm, I don't know if he'll break out or not, but I'm interested to see Rondell Moore and what he does because I think – He's not competing for snaps anymore with Christian Kirk. I mean, he's going to be their slot guy. He's had another year to know the offense. He's he's obviously a physical talent. Like, he's got the jitterbug. He's got the elite speed. Can he run intermediate routes and get open regularly, or is he just that gadget guy? Because you think of a Tyreek Hill upside, and then you think of, like, a Tavon Austin downside where both of these guys have crazy speed but one can make it work on a football field the other can't really who's just bounced mm -hmm. around so I'm interested to see what kind of production Rondell Moore has this season because if he turns into that really good player then you've got three real dynamic threats at wide out and you're going to score some points <laughs> Read all of his work, of course, compare.bet, uh, easiest way to find it there, compare.bet. He's got his quarterback rankings up there. He's a tremendous follow on Twitter. All the gambling insight you could want, also that Arizona Cardinals. It's just you can't get away from it. I mean, that's just, that's just your lifeblood there covering the Cardinals. He did so uh, fantastically for so long at azcardinals.com. Kyle Odegaard, first time here for PHNX Cardinals. He's definitely not going to be your last man. Look to catch up with you. Thanks for your time today. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Kyle. Awesome Great stuff from Kyle. Great stuff. And a lot of tasty uh, betting nuggets that you mm -hmm. immediately can go do and apply at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Not sure if you guys are familiar with that app or not. Promo code <laughs> PHNX. We've been trying to get Kyle on to this show. Goodness, since we started, he's been busy with the Twins. Uh, and this is kind of the perfect time on the cusp of mandatory minicamp, which Kyler Murray did report to. We're going to talk about that here in one hot minute, but I want to remind everybody, NBA champs are about to be crowned. Who will it be? You decide. The DraftKings Sportsbook app. Join the finals action now with DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Bo, I'm on a little bit of a hot streak as it relates to my picks in the NBA finals with my counterpart on PHNX Bets Daily, Mr. Shane Diefenbach. Uh, I hope to keep that going as it relates to a pivotal Pivotal game five. Who do you like in game five, Celtics or Warriors? Uh, I I think I'm going to go with the hotter team. I'll go with the Warriors. Uh, you know, I loved your bet as far as Steph Curry. What was it three or more threes made? Threes, yeah. Like, hitting like seven? Yeah. yeah. It's like easy free money anytime <laughs> I see that. Yeah, Hall of Famers, you're in, you're in, a, good, you're in a good spot. You're Not also bad, in, right? in a good spot. With, yeah, with, 
Yeah, it's fine. You can find all of those bets and more DraftKings. New customers can make any $5 NBA bet, get $150 in free bets back instantly. This is our last chance to bet on the NBA until next season. So if you're looking to turn another small bet into a big payday during the NBA Finals with DraftKings Same Game Parlay, you can do just that. This NBA season, a customer actually placed a $5 Same Game Parlay, won over five grand. Unbelievable. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, total threes made, total rebounds, and more. And boom, you have a shot at an even bigger payout. It's a call to action. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code PHNX. Make any $5 bet during the NBA Finals and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code PHNX. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It's 21 and over here in Arizona. Gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customer only. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook here on a mandatory mini camp Monday. Kyle Guard bringing that hot fire bow and uh, yeah, so much fun stuff to talk about here as we really kick off, I think, our summer coverage of the Cardinals here at PHNX into our second season together. But our first bow with you and I couldn't be more excited. Yeah, exactly. Tuesday, Wednesday. We'll see if they go both days. I initially thought it was going to be three days, but it looks like yeah. they've done mandatory to two. And sometimes, usually, like the coach to kind of get uh, props, we'll give him that last day off. I'm like, oh, there you go. That's my gift to you. Go enjoy <laughs> the rest of your summer before things get real as far as training camp goes. But uh, already hearing news that uh, Kyler Murray is in in the house. Is that right, Johnny? He is, he is there, yes. So uh, they don't have mandatory camp today, but they're there. They're right. meeting, hanging out, getting together, and that sets the tone. I mean, your yeah. quarterback's in the house. I, do there's we even no want to call There's like scary Terry McLaurin's not going to report right. for Washington, and we had DK Metcalf with an unexcused absence. As far as Kyler Murray, and we want to paint this up as this huge saga, like it's just business as usual now, folks. Right. Like, and, if, if he doesn't end up showing up for training camp or something, something's drastically gone wrong as far as negotiations. And I wouldn't anticipate that happening because even though, like, despite the Deshaun Watson contract, like, there is a blueprint in place for Kyler Murray to get his new contract extension. I fully expect the Arizona Cardinals to be able to work around that and get him signed. Yeah, I don't even think we can call this a contract dispute anymore. Yeah. It's just negotiations. I, I love how you put it. Business as usual. I uh, I was, uh, you know, I'm happy to be wrong. I, I predicted back in early May when we were doing our post-draft shows that, like, I don't see Kyler Murray showing up without a contract. And this is this is an actual training camp football, but it's the next step after OTAs. The intensity cranks up a little bit. You're starting to implement some things and and work off of what you've already built in the spring. And I don't know if I'm if I'm Steve Kime, if I'm Michael Bidwell, I'm standing on the sideline and I'm watching number one running around throwing the football. I got to get something done. I got to get a deal done to ensure my organization's stability for the next five to seven years. And that means having Kyler Murray under center, because we just talked about with Kyle Odegaard, like he makes your team go. They're a playoff team right now, according to Vegas, because largely of number one, they are probably a top 10 picking team with all due respect to Colt McCoy without Kyler Murray. So I just, he's the straw that stirs the drink. You love to see, I, I, I posted that he had showed up this morning. I got until that he had shown up and all the comments were overly positive. Like that's my leader. That's the leader of this football team. Love that. He's crushing this narrative that he's some selfish player. And that's what fans want. They want to just be able to take a deep breath and focus Bo, on football. 
and focus yeah. on the season and not have to worry about the, if their quarterback's going to show up or not. Right. That that takes a lot of the pressure off and, and you can you, you really can kind of focus in on where you need to be right now. And it's not the Chiefs week one. That's not where their their focus is. It's just install and it's getting guy new players acclimated and getting used to the language and guys working out together and being on the field together. And uh, it, it's it's gonna be fun to kind of see the whole crew together because it's like we had Kyler Murray when he showed up for OTAs, but we didn't have JJ Watt or we, like or you had Hollywood Brown there, but you didn't have DeAndre Hopkins. Now you're gonna have the whole group in one yep. setting. You're gonna have guys communicating, hanging out, you know, uh, shooting the shit in the locker room, developing that camaraderie that's necessary to have a successful team. Just be any any like job you need to have a, you know a good community and and, and a you know, a rapport with your teammates. And I think that this is this is one of those things that can kind of kick it off. This is like those cliche over romanticized, like remember the Titans moments where it's going to be hot as shit outside. Nobody's going to really truly want to be there. But, you know, they're going to be out there and they're going to realize, hey, we all love this game. We get uh, paid handsomely for it. And we have a good group in place to really achieve the goals that we want. And this is like step one for that. Yeah, and if you're Zayvon Collins, more reps is is good for you because you right. apparently don't know how to call the defense. Uh, <laughs> and again, as I mentioned earlier, go phnx.com. You can read my most recent article about why I believe the Cardinals should rip the Band-Aid off, move Zayvon Collins to outside linebacker. I know I got a lot of pushback. I'm fine with that. Week 17 last year, go put the tape on against the Dallas Cowboys. He, he was just playing free and easy as, as pass rusher. Why are you getting pushback on this? Like, why? Well, why because are- people... People tell me he doesn't have pass rush moves. Like, and I think they're they're assuming I'm a prisoner of the moment with Micah Parsons. But I would argue, and you tell me what you think, Bo, not to get off the subject too much. When they drafted him 16th overall, my initial mm-hmm. assessment before hearing Steve Kahn was they were going to play him an edge rusher. I thought he was going to be an edge rusher for them. He was not a stereotypical middle linebacker at Tulsa. He was a 3-3 outside linebacker, but he didn't rush the passer. I thought, okay, so they're going to translate him to edge rusher. And then Kime's like, no, it's yet another inside backer. I'm like, all right, you put the Dallas tape on. He was phenomenal against the run, which they cannot stop, right? He had a pass breakup. He was PFF's highest graded pass defender at linebacker in the history since they've started charting college players Mm -hmm. at linebacker. I think he could develop pass rush moves over time and max out at like 8 to 10 in the right scheme with Vance Joseph, who does a tremendous job with pass rushers. He was allowed to play. I watched that film recently um, on NFL Game Pass. He could play free and easy for them that day. But when he's in charge and has to call the defense, I just, not to knock the Tulsa education. He was an academic (laughs) All-American in the AAC. NFL, as you know, both just a different animal. Yeah, and look, my dad spent some time at Tulsa University, so I'm not gonna oh, no. I'm not gonna knock it either. Okay, like let's let's take it it's easy. A I know university, it, as I said, it's not the it's not the Harvard of the. By the way, is, is Tulsa part of the Southwest or the Midwest? We're gonna have to get down to the bottom of that. Before I think we... they're mid. I think they're, they're Midwest. I, okay. There's nothing Southwest <laughs> about it. We've been to that but, town. Regardless, here's here's my biggest pro- like I I completely agree, and I said it on the show after we heard David Collins' red flag comments, and that's what we're calling the red flags. It's following yes. a bad pattern as far that you outline in your article perfectly, succinctly about how they did this with Hassan Reddick, they did this with Isaiah Simmons, and they're doing it again with with Zayvon Collins. It's the definition of insanity as far as that goes, but. Like they have to find a position where Zayvon Collins can be successful and make an impact every down at the NFL level. But with that, 
is the unfortunate uh, you know, circumstance that that's going to put Nick Vigil on the field way too much. Like any mm-hmm. offense where he's one of your 11 guys consistently because he's a two-down linebacker, that's going to make your defense worse. Like yeah. he just doesn't have the – like sure, he had the pick six against Kyler Murray in week two last year. That was the highlight of his life. Uh, I think you're going to have a tough time if he's going to be the. He's not even Jordan Hicks as far as what oh, Hicks no, he's can do. He's a, he's a he's a downgrade. So I that's what that's the unfortunate thing. If you find another position where where Zayvon Collins isn't going to play that role as your Mike linebacker, you're going to unfortunately have to have Nick Vigil on the field significant amount of amount of snaps. And I don't think that makes your defense better at, at any point. I was putting together that article and I desperately became hankering for some four peaks bow because <laughs> I was depressed. I had to chart the fact that Jordan Hicks and Tanner Vallejo started the playoff game. Yeah. Tanner Vallejo, who's still on the roster, by the way. And so I, I needed some four peaks. Solid special after I was done that. He's a yeah, solid not, special not team a starter guy. on defense. But yeah, you will you will be getting through your your four peaks kit lifter or whatever tickles your fancy a little bit quicker than usual. You're not just sipping it or you're getting that barrel edge stuff a little bit stronger as far as alcohol by volume. It's still that much delicious. But yeah, it is frustrating. And um, you know, I'm I'm just I think we're we're hashtag blessed to be partnered with Kilt Lifter or with Four Peaks and their delicious Kilt Lifter and all the beers that they brew over at Four Peaks and the incredible food, Four Peaks Brewing Company, the official beer of PHNX. Uh, can't wait to get out there and, and watch another NBA Finals game. Our producer, Emma, how dare you with Johnny? You know how that just Listen, strikes a nerve. It's, friends, teach it's friends Monday morning. Strike. I got to see this bullshit. Get out of here. Can we burn this graphic? <laughs> Let's get back to a, a good talking point. And that's we're, we're partnered with Four Peaks, and they're going to help our guy, Johnny, become a better beer drinker. He's going to be drinking a better quality. He's going to be drinking at a, a better rate, maybe yep. up his chug game if he needs to. But you don't need a chug for peaks. You're not trying to get through it like it's a it's like a, a natty ice or something like that. You you yeah. enjoy your four peaks. I think that's one thing that's lost here. Um, but yeah, we love that we're partnering with four peaks. The food is delicious. I go there. They got this off the menu. This is how incredible four peaks is, Johnny. They took their garlic cheese beer bread off the menu like years ago. And I'll go okay. in there every every time I go in. I say, hey, I ask the, the the waitress or the waiter nicely. I say, hey, can you guys fire up the oven and make me a garlic cheese beer bread? Like turn back the clock a little bit. And they always accommodate. Oh the I hidden mean, menus. You know that they're the best spots yeah. have the hidden menus. Yes. And Four Peaks is exactly that. It's just it's woven into the fabric of Arizona, just like we're trying to do as far as the sports side. They do it as far as the the brewery and, and food industry goes. Love Four Peaks, synonymous with the great state 48, and we're just pumped to be partner with them. We're also pumped. Uh, we have so much stuff planned for this season. As you guys know, last year we did our many tailgates events. It's not so coincidentally we were 0-3 in those games when we did those, uh, but we're going to do that and more. We've got so much fun stuff planned, but for everybody to be happy and healthy this fall, because we need you here with us, the PHNX Brethren, uh, get your COVID-19 vaccines. They're free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are now also eligible for a booster. You can visit azhealth.gov for a location nearest to you. Again, visit azhealth.gov slash find a location nearest to you. We want to be able to party responsibly, celebrate hopefully yet another playoff berth. PHNX and PHNX Cardinals and the Arizona Cardinals are one for one together. 
when it comes to playoff bursts and we want to have fun and we want to have fun responsibly. So go and get your COVID-19 vaccine. Come hang out with Bo and myself this fall. We're going to have so much fun festivities planned, but we need everybody. We need everybody healthy, Bo. Absolutely. It's the, it's the, the only, it's the safest way to keep you and your family in a good spot. Mm -hmm. Um, you mentioned like the primetime games. Cardinals go yeah. over and three. And we talked about Kyle, talked to Kyle Odegaard about the disrespect for Kyler Murray. And you think mm -hmm. it's just because when he when he's played so far in front of a national audience, even when they kicked the shit out of the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night football two seasons ago, Kyler completed like nine passes that game. He, he didn't have his best performance. Like the only good primetime game that I think Kyler Murray really has had is that is the overtime win against the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday night football because other than that, like he hasn't been great. He hasn't shown the world how good he can truly be. It's 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 usually when you're watching the highlights from NFL Sunday afternoon. Yeah, he's hitting at that three three twenty five kickoff. You know, Midwestern time yeah. for those out in the Midwest. Three twenty five for East Coasters. I would push back only the Dallas game we were just talking about with Zavin. Uh, week 17, no D-hop. He went into Cowboys Stadium and beat the shit out of the Cowboys. He yeah. was fantastic in that game. He outplayed Dak Prescott. And that was a, like a flex national Fox game of the week. But yeah, in terms of the Thursday, Sunday, Monday formula, um, I also remember he got a lot of crap for how he performed on Christmas Day, losing mm -hmm. to Carson Wentz at home. Um, that was really unfortunate. Had he won that game, number one, they win the division. I think the narrative has changed. But I... You can't finish the season the way they do, losing to a you know a bad Seattle team at home with the division on the line, getting smacked around by the Rams on national TV and playing that way, uh, and and get respect coming into the offseason because everybody remembers their recency bias. Everybody remembers what took place most recent, and that's what happened. Nobody really remembers outside of Cardinal fans that Seahawk game of of two years ago. You know, I think back to games he lost, but he played you know fantastic, not necessarily on national TV like the. Um, what was it? There was we played well against the Bills two years ago, but what was the game? Oh, it was against Tua and the Dolphins. He had yeah. like 500 yards all purpose, five touchdowns. They lose that game, so I think it's a mixed bag. They have five, what four at least four primetime games mm -hmm. this year, and they could be flexed into one or two others depending on how well they play. So he's going to get his chance to to kind of solve and resolve that narrative, but. It's the Arizona Cardinals, man. Uh, we respect and love this team, but they are not a national brand. They are not the Packers, the Cowboys, the Steelers. And so I would say for those who are frustrated by that, I mean, I would argue somebody like Dak Prescott, who's on national TV every other week, probably has that mantra or narrative even more so. I think just with Kyler Murray, we need to get past this offseason. We mm -hmm. need to get past that playoff berth. We need to kick off in September against Kansas City and I think most will be forgiven at least until the postseason happens again where he has a chance to kind of rewrite his own history a little bit right we just I just don't want the like Kirk Cousins can't play on primetime late I don't think there's that narrative he with him. Avoid, he's already kind of avoiding that yeah yeah well until I mean we have a narrative with Cliff Kingsbury that he can't win in the second half that dominates mm -hmm. everything oh yeah opinion. that that's the paintbrush over everything and it's a little bit of an elixir for Kyler because he can kind of fly under the radar yeah and, and i mentioned that I've got, I've got this article i'm dragging my feet on it about uh kyler murray running the football and th did you know like the last five games of the season he didn't have one red zone carry like if cliff kingsbury does that again i want him removed from state farm stadium in handcuffs like if he <sighs> if he goes five straight games and another stretch in his career 
where he's not getting a red zone touch. And they're 11 and two when he when he scores a touchdown on the ground. I mean, it's just it's it's absurd. Like I know that you've got money in the bank, James Conner. He's yeah. he, he'll get you in from three yards or less. And you've got DeAndre Hopkins for 11 games potentially this season. You got Zach Ertz, but if you like, you really are limiting yourself offensively if you're not at least put, imposing the threat of Kyler Murray utilizing his legs in the red zone. Do you think it was because he was hurt in November yeah, and into December and Cliff's like, oh, I'm going to save him for our lengthy postseason but run. But it's interesting. Like, he he had two rushing touchdowns against the Bears imme- like immediately coming back. Yeah, and then after I was that, at, that's when the stretch happened. Yeah, I was but, at that game, and he was fantastic. And yeah. so was DeAndre Hopkins. And you would have thought that game, Kyler, I think, like had four total touchdowns. Like, hey, we picked up where we left off. That was yeah. the biggest tease mm-hmm. of the second half. Um, but then you, you, the more you study that game, the more you saw like defensively, they couldn't stop Chicago. They got timely turnovers because of their horrific quarterback playing Andy Dalton. The offense was allowed to be kind of opportunistic. They were given extra possessions, but the the cracks in the foundation had already started happening. But I mean, it was a wet day and he was letting Kyler run. So he had that big long run against Indianapolis on Christmas, and then I, I feel it. like I never saw him run again. That was it. Well, I mean, there was a couple option runs against Dallas to salt that game away. Yeah, where he was Chase. And was him and Chase Edmonds. It was beautiful. Uh, let's let's flavor life up a little bit. Are you let's are you in it. for that? I always OGs. Oh, I'm Mr. Flavor. Me. Flavoring life. That's their motto. Something anybody can get behind. OGs, oh, Arizona's first scratch made cannabis kitchen. It's dedicated to creative, innovative memorable cannabis infused products that flavor life's journey maybe it will take you out of your hotter than crap outside maybe ogs you pop it you'll forget how you're just roasting the quality of the products they stem from a combination of accurate dosing and amazing flavor look these things are unbelievable how good they test edibles not a one-size-fits-all product which is why ogs is proud to offer a wide range of products for all demographics and preferences as i said flavoring life how about some of these flavors that they feature? Their tropical selection, strawberry, kiwi, raspberry, orange, pina colada, orange, creamsicle. That's not their, their tropical flavor, but it's our guy Frank Sanders' favorite gummy of all time. That's his goat. That's his MJ. He usually dabbles in that while he's on the program as well. He does. He does. That's why you'll hear some pretty outlandish takes from our guy, back-to-back 1,000-yard receiver Frank Sanders, including eating Frosted Flakes for his – his uh, favorite drunk meal. I want that, by the way. <laughs> we'll get to that here in a second. What? We, we put a poll out. Oh, on my God. PHX Let me Cardinals. finish talking about OGs, oh, something that's great. And it's not just outrageous like Johnny just tried to squeeze into my read here. Uh, if you want to learn more about OGs and their incredibly delicious variety of flavors, go to OGsBrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z.com. That's OGsBrands.com to find OGs near you. All right. Now lie to the people. Well, no, I we drafted our our favorite drunk foods, favorite mm-hmm. drunk eateries on Friday's show. Um, I think Bo and I would agree our lists are better than Frank's, but Frank got the number one pick in uh, what was it? The not the Waffle House, Waffle and House, that God. that that resonated with a lot of people. You take right. that back I, right now. No, I would I'm never, right I would now. never willingly eat their food. I think it's more because <laughs> the experience you can be, you can basically sleep on the floor of a Waffle House and they won't. <laughs> you can out. do, guys. You can do anything in waffle house and that's why it's the best the food mid completely mid honestly probably less than mid it's not but that did, good but we didn't, but dr- we didn't draft it's drunk experience. experiences right. we drafted food producer emma would that be your first pick emma in the Hell drunk no. draft there you what go would be your, no. what would be your first pick 
For drunk fast food? Drunk mm-hmm. food in general. What's your go-to? You, your three sheets to the wind this Friday night. What are you going after? <laughs> um, Taco Bell can- always electric. First of all, can Emma even drink yet? Is no. Emma 21 yet? She's not. Yeah. Okay. So this is this is inappropriate. We're going to get flagged by our flagship station. So uh, basically, we put a poll out, myself and Frank. She made and my, my, my place, though, number one, Taco Bell. Taco Bell, you cannot go wrong with when you're not feeling yourself. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to get in trouble. Sure. When you're not feeling great. You know, Taco Bell, it's a good uplifter. It doesn't feel nice after it's like it's like a slap in the face punishment is how i view it taco bell's a little bit like the arizona cardinals very or your your draft i would say is very much like the arizona cardinals you have an elite player mm-hmm. in taco bell kyla murray and then the rest of your depth is just terrible um on, on the rest of your team <laughs> i mean pizza you, roll is jj watt i get that like it's old it's a hall of fame yeah he'll burn you when he misses 10 <laughs> plus games that's what that happens true. yeah it will burn your <laughs> roof of your mouth go check out friday's episode we talk about that twitter voted i won i want to remind everybody be sure to like subscribe leave us a five star review here at phnx cardinals again i mentioned my article you can see bo's article hopefully in the coming days because everybody's anxious to read that mr bo brock go phnx.com become a member 99 cents for the first month, 899 for the subsequent month, or for just under 60 bucks, you could become a member, get all this content for a year. Plus, you can get a free t-shirt like this, the Burgang or the Southwest Bias Tea that my phenomenal co-host is rocking right now for free. Again, just under 60 bucks, you get a free t-shirt from the PHNX Merchandise Locker for free. We got these new lids, the hats of the summer, PHNX hats, just under 30 bucks. Again, go become a member strap in we've got so much phenomenal content bo coming this summer into this season it's only just tomorrow begun, my friend tomorrow we're gonna start we're gonna up the content as well phx phnx underscore cardinals on twitter of course phnx underscore sports on instagram all of our sites and sounds from mandatory minicamp we'll, we'll bring it to you there at johnny venerable and of course at bo brock see you tomorrow